Good evening, Sportzonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aglioloro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. We got a good show for you tonight. We'll be joined by Eric Tressler and Dave Hastings in a matter of moments. And we thank you all for joining us, no matter how you're listening to us, because we will be rebroadcast and redistributed on all our various podcasting outlets. So thank you for joining us, whether you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor. We definitely thank you for joining us. Dave Hastings is here tonight. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. A little bit of a respite for until uh, what figures to be a very busy end of the week myself. Uh, but I leave it up to you as we wait for Eric to come. I know he's probably going to be a couple minutes late. And we give a shout out to Larry Schmelrose in the chat right now. Where would you like to begin tonight? So we got a lot to talk about this week. Can I like can we just act like the NFL season's over for the Dallas Cowboys? Because I would love to uh, just act like their season's done and move the hell on if that's Well, you know, it definitely appears that way after the brutal loss on Sunday. You got Andy Dalton going down with a concussion on the vicious hit in the first quarter, I believe it was. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think we were in the – I think it was already in the third quarter by that point. Oh, Okay. All right, so you got third quarter. Washington team wins the game. You got Jerry Jones getting mad at the people on the radio show he went at, uh, went on the other day. And now you got Everson Griffin being traded to the Detroit Lions for a conditional six-round draft pick. He was one of the big signings in the offseason. And I, I don't know. Do you look at that as a sign that they're throwing in the towel? Or is it a... Is it possible it's a strategic move because he just didn't fit with the scheme they were trying to implement? Well, actually, I don't think it's either one. Um, I think okay. it's the fact that they have too many bodies in that position of guys that they like playing, and he has arguably the largest cap hit outside of Demarcus Lawrence. Mm. So I think what you really see is a situation where as a team, they now that Randy Gregory was activated and freed from suspension, I think you're more seeing a team that realized that they have the ability to ability to not keep him on the roster. They free up about $3 million in cap space, which as we all know, everything they've done with cap space so far this season is about rolling over and being ready to try and pay Dak. Um, so I think it's more about trying to get their young guys some play time. They got Bradley and they, and I, and me, I have no one. I have no idea how to pronounce that name. I know. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that either. But, um, you know, he's a young guy that's, you know, in the playing time he's gotten, has shown some promise. Uh, Again, we, you know, Demarcus Lawrence isn't going anywhere because the cap hit they'd take on that contract would be too much to move him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but you're you're just seeing them trying to make room for young guys and they figure, hey, like either our young guys will help us get there or our young guys will play and it'll be a developmental season as we, you know, continue to try and build the team that McCarthy wants to have. So, you know, it's, 
I don't really take it as a knock on Everson Griffin as much as I take it on Dallas having too many bodies in that position that they like and want to play. And a guy that really wasn't producing enough to justify the money that they were paying him when they have young guys that can do put up the same type of statistics for a fraction of the cost. Hmm. I suppose that's fair. I, I, I don't know. I'm a little torn because I get the point you're making on that. And listen, let's be honest. I think the entire Cowboys defense to say they have underperformed would be a gross understatement at this point. But I look at the guys you're talking about and I haven't seen enough of young Bradley to really make a, a determination as to whether or not, you know, him getting more playing time would be a benefit. Randy Gregory makes me a little nervous though, because correct me if I'm wrong, the dude hasn't played in a game in over two years. Correct? Uh, correct, yes. Okay. To free up playing time for him when at this point you really don't know what you're getting out of him, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's gonna turn out to be a good idea. Now, at this point in the season, as you started this off, maybe just end the season. Started off that way. Maybe it doesn't matter at this point, and you get what you can out of him. You mentioned the cap hit that Griffin um, brings, the fact that you could get something out of value out of him, and maybe you wouldn't be able to get the same value if you tried trading anybody else there. I get that. I don't. I don't know. That's why I kind of looked at this as you know, are they throwing in the towel to start it off? Because you know, when you trade a guy like that, and you're not really sure of what you have behind him. I don't know that it doesn't always scream a team that is confident in what they have going forward, but I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I do think they have confidence in the guys that are behind him. I think uh, again, you know, young Bradley, I think we'll stick with that. So we don't disrespect. That's a, that's a good name, right? I like yeah. That. I mean, I, let's be honest. Kids 22 years old. I wouldn't yeah. mind going back to that age. So, yeah. um, you know, I think they do like him because the plays he has been on the field, he's shown some promise. Um, they only gave Randy Gregory six snaps in uh, last week's game, and his only pass rushing snap, he basically bulldozed the left tackle back into the quarterback. Mm. Problem was the corner was staring in the backfield instead of watching his guy, and Terry McLaurin blew past Trayvon Diggs for a 51-yard touchdown. Now, if Diggs actually played coverage the way he was supposed to play coverage on that play, Randy Gregory probably would have had a sack on his one and only pass rush attempt because the other five plays he was on the field, they were all run plays. Mm. So I, I like Randy Gregory. I mean, he, he's built very similar to Alvin Smith. He's just big, long, and strong, um, you know, and he just had his own shape, very similar to Alvin Smith with his own share of off-the-field issues that were more – connected to marijuana use and, you know, mental illness than it was him being a, you know, domestic violence, uh, uh, you know, defender. Or, you horrible know, horrible like, human being. Yeah, like he didn't break the law. Yeah. Well, I, well, I guess technically by smoking weed, he broke the law. But let's be we, honest, that's, that's an old, outdated law at this point. And we agree there are levels of breaking the law. Randy Gregory's is a little more minuscule than someone like what Alden Smith did. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, you know, he, he, I like the kid. I think he's got a lot of potential, but you, I wouldn't be surprised if you see them unload uh, several pieces, including some of the guys they signed in free agency. Uh, they got a couple of their younger guys that are due up for their contracts that are not performing like it's a contract year. 
Um, you know, Xavier Woods is one guy that comes to mind that a lot of people thought if he had a big season, he'd be in line to get a, a nice fat paycheck. And now he's setting himself up more to be a one year and prove it kind of player after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Dallas Moore is just playing the game of like, all right, like if you can't earn, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make you guys earn your playing time. If you can't earn your playing time, then you know what? We'll send you to another team and odds have it. They'll go to another team and they'll flourish. And we'll just be like, why the hell couldn't you play like that at Dallas? I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I feel like that frequently happens. So, sure. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, when it's all said and done, the division's a complete dumpster fire. Like we yeah. talk about the giants being a dumpster fire. I'm sorry. The division top to bottom is a dumpster fire some way, somehow, whether it's because of injuries, lack of performance, lack of talent, whatever reason you want to use for any of the teams. That's that. I mean, Carson Wentz has eight passing touchdowns on the year. Not a single guy was on the starting roster in week one. They were all practice squad guys. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, every team is a mess some way, somehow, in some form or fashion. And you saw that. I mean, or you have seen that over through seven weeks already. Dallas plays Philly Sunday night. Why the NFL hasn't flexed that game out yet blows my freaking mind. And it yeah. makes absolutely no sense to me at all. We talk but, about bad Thursday night matchups. That's not a game that should be in prime time, especially this season. Well, they're Sunday night and Eagles Giants for Thursday night. So it's just, yeah. I mean. I also don't know how you let a team play on Thursday night and then they get a week and a half off and don't play again until Sunday night. That part kind of confuses me as well. But whatever. It's the NFL. They do what they want to do. And the one thing Eric has always said that has held true since, you know, since this season started, nothing's going to stop the shield and they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah, we haven't heard that line in a while. Yeah, if that if Dallas wins at Philly, all of a sudden they're back in first in the division. They're two and one in the division. And they're one game away from their bye week and who the hell knows from there. Like it, it is just a clusterfuck, excuse my language. Mom, I see you're in, in the in the uh, group with us, so I apologize for the language. But, um, you know, I, I just – Dallas, I, I shut the game off. First time in – I couldn't tell you how many years that I shut the game off and switched over to red zone because I'm just like, I don't get the point in watching this. I'm just getting annoyed and frustrated. I rather watch my fantasy team, and that's more what I'm vested in at this point. But you can bet your ass I'll be tuning in Sunday night to watch and play the Eagles. Whether I watch the whole game or not, I can't answer that part. But I promise you I'll be tuned in and watching. So who the hell knows? But the whole division's a dumpster fire. And honestly, if there was any year not to let a division winner get a playoff spot, I would say the NFC East has done their fair share not to deserve one. What was the line I heard a few weeks ago? A train wreck, a train wreck on top of a dumpster fire inside of a car crash. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely right. fair for the whole yeah. division. Like, I'm not like, it's not like I'm no, on the high court for yeah. Washington because they just kicked Dallas's ass. Like, once they play a real team outside of the division, they're going to get stomped again by whoever they play. Mm-hmm. Billy's not probably beating anybody outside of the division. Giants, Dallas, I don't see either of them beating anybody outside of the division. So it's just a matter of which team can beat the other teams inside their division and come across. I mean, I'm I'm calling maybe six wins, possibly seven wins this division. That's that's pretty um as I mean, of I right think, now, it's pretty optimistic. I, I think since Larry is a uh 
a Giants fan, I, I mean, we're talking more NFC East than just Dallas. I, I think we should let Larry chime in as well. Well, I have one question. We could definitely let Larry chime in. But I, I want to ask a question because I heard someone mention this last week. And I wonder if there's any validity to it, especially now with Andy Dalton concussed. We don't know when he's coming back. Yes, the offensive line is another train wreck all on its own. But if you're the Cowboys, we're talking about subtracting players. Do you maybe make an overture to the Miami Dolphins and see if you could pry Ryan Fitzpatrick out? No. If I'm this team, the last thing I'm doing is giving up draft capital. Even a sixth or seventh round pick? I'm not doing it. Okay. I, I Look, don't get me wrong. I, I, I've always loved Fitz magic. I always thought he was a cool dude. But at this point, you, you signed Dalton to the contract. You signed them to for a reason. You drafted Danucci in, in, I believe, the sixth or seventh round. Play with what you got. Suck it up. Get that top five draft pick. And let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Shmel Rose, you want to go ahead? Well, when you mentioned draft capital, too, like if you get Fitz, you're not just giving up the draft capital that you trade, but if he wins you a few games, there's some draft capital you're giving up there as well. I mean, I think at this point, everybody in the NFC should just want to lose and go from there. Um, I have a theory about the New York Giants football organization. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. Uh, it's a little bit off. It's a little bit off the wall. But we all know that the dark Sith Lord of the NFL has deep ties New York City uh, with the Mara family. And we all know that the Giants organization was in desperate need of a retool. I mean, uh, you had guys, uh, former players going on the radio saying they walked into the locker room and uh, after a game and the equipment and the, the locker room was a mess. Equipment was everywhere. Laundry was everywhere. And the poor equipment manager was sitting there picking everything up, putting it in the bin. And he asked him, he said, you know, they're going to come back, aren't they? And uh, he's like, nope, they leave it like this every time. And this is a Super Bowl champion, OCU Maniora, who says, we did not do that back in the day. Like, when we left the locker room, you're a grown-ass man. You hang up your shoulder pads, you hang up your helmet, you put your jersey in the bin, you put your pants in the bin. He goes, you're a grown man. It's not that man's job to pick up after you. He goes, so something needs to change in that locker room. So what I think is old John Mara made a call to old Bill Belichick. He said, listen, I need somebody before you get here. Because Bill Belichick, mark my words, will end his career as a New York football Giants head coach. Uh, we need somebody to get set the tone, get it ready for you, buddy. So send one over. Okay, I'll send you over my 38-year-old special teams coach. He can do it. All right? Enter a couple years from now, Bill Belichick. Thank you very much. Be well, I tell you this, cousin David, I, I don't see him here tonight, but I know he was on the Belichick will probably be a Giants head coach bandwagon a little while ago. So I don't know. No, and no. Eric, there Tressler, he is. I like Eric. Would love that statement. Hey, Eric Tressler is here tonight. Eric, how are you? Here's the reason it's not going to happen. He's 70 years old. You're not starting over at a new place with a team that's in the basement. At 70 plus years old, he, which is never going to happen. And that's the reason Bill Belichick will never be the head coach of the New York Giants. You want to tell me he may come in and give you five years of trying to be a GM? Again, I don't know if that's even something you want to try, but he will not be a head coach uh, at any given time for the New York Giants. Now, here's the thing about that. Let, I think let's, wait, Mike, let's mark this tape. I'm just saying that it, it's. <laughs> 
it's a hell of a tinfoil hat idea coming from Larry, and Erica is actually not agreeing with it. I think this is something that should be marked and uh, referenced back to a couple years down the road, see what we end up with. Okay, we can mark but that. Again, how much longer do you guys expect the guy who's 70 to keep coaching? Well, he's, he's not that this makes a huge difference. He's 68 years old. He hasn't hit 70 yet. But it all depends on what type of challenge he wants. And it also depends on when he leaves the Patriots because I don't think anybody expects him to be there like five or ten years from now. I think he's got at least one or two years left in New England if we're being you know, fair here. I think he'll be there for a little while. I think he wants to prove he can win there without Brady. But after that, if he wants a challenge, I mean, we've seen head coaches coach into their 70s before. Coughlin won a Super Bowl with you guys when he was in his 70s. So the idea that uh, it couldn't... Fact check that. Fact I got to fa- fact check that now? All You're right. going to have to fact check that because I don't believe that's an accurate statement. Got to do some math here. Mike, you keep working. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, guy, vamp, please. Yes. Go ahead. I think he's doing saying, the back check. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, you're you guys, doing the, you oh, guys oh, the combo. All right, going. well, no, I'm just seeing it right now. Eric is right. Technically, he was in his 60s when he won it because Coughlin's 74 right now. So Eric's right there. I don't but, believe anybody in their 70s has ever won a Super Bowl, as a matter of fact. What about the um, maybe not as a head coach, but what about Kiffin? What about the um, Dick LeBeau when he was a coordinator for the Steelers? You're talking about a coordinator, though. That's not a head coach. A head coach is what Bill Belichick will be coming in to be. And that's why I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, I'm not going to spend too long on this. I look, he's a young 68. So you can get held up on age all you want. And I'm cool with the GM he's thing, man. That's plus, fine. But there's a reason why there's one of his guys here now. I think he does. I think he I wants to end his does. career where he started. I think uh, he's going to like that challenge a lot better than the challenge he's dealing with right now. Uh, things are on their way down over there. And somebody's coming to set the groundwork for the Belichick way. And I'm ready for it. I'm telling you, if he comes as GM, I'm cool with that too. But uh, I'd love to see him on the sidelines for the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if think, he comes too, he'd only be coming in a GM slash head coach role. He wouldn't be coming as as just a head coach. No, I, mean, no, no, no. I him, agree with that. In order for him to leave New England, I'm going to say I have full control. And, and I think, I think they'll, with what, what they've been going team. through, I think with what they've been going through, they'll be happy. Sure thing, Bill. But again, whatever you how want. Long, how One long year on Cam. Getting out of beer. How, how long do you think you're getting out of Belichick, though? Like, out of a young, a young 68-year-old Belichick, if he were to come, say, two years from now at 70, I say he could coach till 75. I think that's realistic. I think you'd get at least four years out of him. He doesn't Again, seem, you, you know, he doesn't seem like do He doesn't seem geriatric to me, dude. Like, he's, he's on it. Like, if he was, you know, LeBeau when he was getting older, you could see he was an older guy and he was a career coordinator. But uh, he just – he doesn't again, have he's that. Got he so looks like he's, he's – He's done everything you could do. What, so why not go what, finish what, where you started? Because that doesn't it, – it sounds like a nice story and it would be great as a movie. It's just not realistic. It's just, in my opinion, I, I just don't see it as ever something – I see it as a story. I see it as a – I see it as a great Disney movie. I don't see it as real life. Well, I mean, to kind of add to that story a little bit, and the reason why I think it's a possibility is 
Think about how he left the Giants organization. He left the Giants organization after that Super Bowl win, and three months later, Parcells stepped down. And the fact that he was never even considered for that, I think he always wanted to be the head coach of the New York Giants. I think a part of him felt like he deserved to be the successor to Parcells. And I wouldn't be surprised someone like uh, Belichick, if that's kind of sat with him and he's always had them in the back of his mind. So the idea and... This is where I I go with you. What'd you say? Reminiscent of Phil Jackson. Well, I think we can all agree. Belichick would have a better shot of doing well than Phil Jackson would. At that point, Phil Jackson wanted to work half a schedule, basically. Phil Jackson, that was just a total disappointment on that. And I don't ever see Bill Belichick taking on something like that and it turning out as horrible as it did for Phil Jackson. That's just me personally on that, though. But I think that's the story is there. And you say you say you see it as a story. I see it as a story that definitely has some legs to it and has a possibility of happening. Go ahead, Shamel Rose. I was just saying, you know, I'll leave my my argument here about stories and things like that. If you go back way back to some OG sports zone stuff, uh, you'll find somebody saying something about, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it rhymes with Melrose. Something about sports in Las Vegas and how it's a great story, but the other guy said it would never, ever happen. And look what we have today. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and leave the conversation at that Disney story I had back then, and we're going to go ahead and leave it there. We've all had our Nostradamus moments, but I'm just saying this one to me, if Bill Belichick was 60 years old, I'm on board with this. I, I think it's completely different. I think it's different at 70. And I think right. it's different. Let me flip this. Instead of Belichick going to the Giants, what do you think the odds are that the Giants don't re-sign Daniel Jones and Belichick can turn him into a Super Bowl winning quarterback in New England? It's about the same timetable if you think about it. it might have a couple like, more- like, which one do we think would be more likely to happen? How about we phrase it that way? Which one do we think would be? And the reason I ask is I'll give you guys some backstory to it. I mean, as most of you guys know, I'm a big, big proponent of playing Madden. I love Madden. This is actually the first year in over 20 years that I didn't buy the new version of Madden. And in the last year's version of Madden that I currently have that I play, I did a franchise, kept all the rosters regular, so no fantasy drafts, no trades, just straight up played the game. And three years into my franchise, the Giants drafted – or not the Giants, I'm sorry. The Patriots signed Daniel Jones as a free agent quarterback and beat me, which I hate admitting, but beat me in the Super Bowl with, in his first year as the Patriots uh, quarterback. And you were the Cowboys with Dak, I'm assuming, right? Yep, I was the Cowboys with Dak. Uh, regular rosters. Well, I mean, I just the Cowboys, you being the Cowboys with Dak in the Super Bowl, it's, it shows you how unrealistic all that is. All that right. Was, you know that what? Was, that <laughs> was not necessary. Not necessary, Schmelrose. That's a bad Larry Schmelrose. That sounded more like an Eric, uh, an Eric Pfeiffer. <laughs> uh, well, listen, to answer Dave's question, do you guys want to go on that first? I, I don't think – I think it's more likely that Belichick would sign Daniel Jones and turn him into a Super Bowl winning quarterback than I do with Bill Belichick coaching the Giants. 
But I do think that the likelihood of that even happening is slim to none because I have a feeling if Daniel Jones doesn't start turning things around a little faster, there aren't going to be too many teams interested in. Agreed. I will say this. I think at this point, I think it would be more realistic that Belichick would take a chance on a young quarterback by the name of Sam Darnold and turn him around into a Super Bowl winning quarterback than Daniel Jones. At the very least, Darnold is going to hit free agency faster or be on the market faster. That's true. Yeah. I mean, at least the way the contracts line up. Yep. Yep. Schmelrose, what do you say? No, I could see it happening, um, but I'm still sticking with old Bill coming to the New York Football Giants, and uh, I love I'm loving it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dream about my Disney story every night, buddy. It's the same way I dreamed about Kevin Durant in a Nick uniform. It's the same way I dreamed about you know a lot of different sports things happening. You know, sometimes listen, sometimes we wish them into fruition. Other times, uh, you know, they. They don't. I think this is one of those times. Well, I'm going to refrain from bringing up a certain New York baseball team in that uh, scenario there. So uh, I tell you what, let's get off this. Uh, Eric, you joined the show late. Anything else football wise you would like to bring up, sir? Football wise. um, And just so you know, what you missed is we just bad mouth the Cowboys, the entire NFC East. And well, I mean, they're the a tra- it's it's atrocious. The entire division should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> it's pathetic. It's absolutely putrid, pathetic. It's shitty football, and it sucks that we got to watch it. It is it is not fun. The Cowboys look to be like getting even worse now with <laughs> with with Dalton getting injured. Uh, the Giants, I mean, can't get out of their own way. Philly's going to end up win- Philly can win the division. By just winning the rest of the games against the division. All they have to do is beat the Cowboy twice, the Cowboys twice, Washington once, and the Giants once. They can lose every other game on the schedule the rest of the year. They are going to make the playoffs at 6-9-1. and one. Yep. And I don't win think the division. Wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Nope. It's sad. They don't have to do anything but win four division games the rest of the year to guarantee themselves a playoff spot. And a home playoff that means game. Even if like every other team wins more of the games than that, they still can't get over the hope of it of them. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 a sad, sad division. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if you want to jump off of this, I was looking at our picks for last week. I don't know if you want to start off here, but uh, you know, as sad as the NFC East division is. The fact that the Jets were handed the game against the Bills on a silver platter and they still couldn't win that game. They suck. How much longer do they are they going to keep Adam Gase is the question because this is just getting worse and worse every week. Yeah. I mean, is that not I, his question? Is that, uh, he should have been fired four weeks three ago. Three weeks ago. He, he should have been, be, been fired be, last year. Yeah, he should have been fired before this season started. We know this, but I'm just saying, like, how much more evidence do you need that this guy shouldn't be your coach? Coach. I I don't know. I, it, to me, at this point with the Jets, it seems like the GM and ownership are only firing him if God himself comes down and says, you guys need to get rid of him. 
And even that <laughs> might not get them to fire his ass. Mm. And then you yeah, got. I don't know what he has on him, but it's it's got to be something good because he. I have no idea. I, I'll bet you that there will probably be two more coaches fired in the NFL before Adam Gase gets fired. Well, I'll tell you, one of the teams. I go out on that one. I'm going to say Patricia going to get fired at some point. Well, I, I don't think they're going to have a winning year, even though they won this week and they beat the Fa- the Falcons. Yeah, we the, all know what disarray the Falcons are in, so I'm not going to even gonna get too high on that. But did you but see how Patricia they beat the Falcons? Yeah, let me say this real quick. The Falcons snatched defeat from the jaws of victory this week. And even Gurley admitted that, that that was a horrible play on his part. Like, the Falcons are just inventing new ways to lose games. Well, I mean, you could say the same about the Giants, though, with the way Daniel Jones ran down the field and tripped over a blade of grass. They scored Everyone on that gonna... possession, though. They still scored but on still, that. No, I get the bumbling idiots out there. <laughs> Honestly, the biggest problem I had with that play was his own teammates laughing at him. Like, yeah. I get the laughter. I get it. I really get it. But at one in five, that that shouldn't be funny to you. At one like, in five, I'm punching him in the face. That's what I mean. Like, if you got a playoff spot locked and, like, you guys are good and it's just kind of like you're cruising your last game or two, just having fun, fine. Preseason, fine. Week one even, fine. At one in five? Like, that lets you know the problems with these teams. Look at the Cowboys. How do you let a guy hit your quarterback that way and nobody even gets in his face? Yeah. Not a good look. Not, neither one of those teams specifically are invested in this year. Neither one of them. The Eagles keep fighting. I mean, think about it. The Ravens had that blown out two weeks ago, and they fought back and got it down to a one-possession game and lost on a fourth-down play because they couldn't score a touchdown. The Redskins are playing for Rivera, who, by the way, before we move on from football – Shout out to Coach Rivera. Rang the bell at the Washington Medical Center. Officially cancer-free. He's officially in remission. We'll have to do, you know, weekly checks at first, monthly checks after that, and then after for a while, it just turned after five years, you're good to go. So shout out to Coach Rivera for that. Like, just awesome. So the Redskins at least have somebody to play for and a guy they want to fight for. The Giants are laughing at their own teammate from falling 10 yards short of the longest touchdown run, I think, ever by a quarterback in a game that mattered a lot with how the division is. And the Cowboys' backup quarterback, who when he first had to step in, led them on a game-winning drive against the Giants. Yes, I get it. It's the Giants, but still. That counts. And then – Two weeks after that, you're, you're willing to let him get railed as he's sliding and nobody even gets in the defender's face. Like, the Giants-Cowboys are checked the hell out. The Eagles, like Eric said, are going to win this division because they actually will fight till the end. And Doug Peterson looks like a genius. The man went for, accepted and went for the tie against the Bengals, and now that tie mo- is going to be one of the main reasons they win that division. Sorry, I'm done. I no, well, that's pretty that. good. That's a pretty good breakdown right there. I mean, I don't really have too much more to add to that. Eric, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to it, but I mean, that kind no, of, he did a great job with that. That kind of says it all right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. All right. With that, we can move on from this. We'll go back to football for picks. I'll say this first, though. 
to kind of look at where we all are in our season standings. Uh, Eric, Dave, and myself, we all went five and two last week. So me and Dave are tied at 25 and 12. Eric, you still got a one game lead at 26 and 11. And uh, Schmelrose, no good way to say this. You went four and three last week. So you're you're in the back at 21 and 13 there. I think we got to let Schmelrose send you enough game picks for this week that he can catch up and have an even uh, record as us. I had I a think. solution. <laughs> what's, the, what's the solution? <laughs> Am I three games behind? Uh yeah, I mean, technically... Easy math, right? Three yeah, games I, yeah. less I picked? Yes, yes. So each of you pick a, an extra game for me to pick this week, and that'll even it all out after this week. Okay. You can do that. I like I, it. You just got to hit on those games, though. That's the only thing. We can't, <laughs> you, we can't help back. you there. We can't help you. Yeah. All right. I like it. Good yeah. idea. All right. Um, I want to I wanna go to basketball real quick. Because we're, we're hearing now that the commissioner is pushing for next season to start on December 22nd. And I, I have my opinion on this, and then I want to hear from you guys here. Business-wise, we know why they want to start the season sooner. The commissioner, in my opinion, is kind of overreacting to the fact that the ratings went in the toilet for the playoffs over the last couple months. They want to capitalize on the fact that December 25th, Christmas is usually a day where the NBA gets its highest ratings. So they want to start it quicker, but I think in doing so they're going to wind up cutting their nose off to spite their face. We're already hearing veteran players saying that they expect a lot of the veterans in the league to take maintenance days. Eric, I know how you feel about the maintenance days. They feel because they're going to be rushed with only three weeks of training camp. The veterans are going to want to take maintenance days to ease themselves back in. Not to mention the fact that you still have all the teams that didn't play in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang on there. I I knew that was coming. You got all the teams that didn't play in the bubble who basically haven't played in eight months. You got to rush them back onto the court. You got team chemistry issues. You got new head coaches trying to implement a season real fast I don't think the NBA should be looking to restart until mid-January at the earliest. Hang on, hang on. Yes, Crimea River, you can you can hold on that. I just think it's the best thing. And I'm not even talking about the veterans at this point. Fuck the veterans, Crimea River. Yes, I'm actually with you on that. I'm more concerned about the younger teams who didn't get to play in the NBA bubble, who have new coaches like the New York Knicks, who are trying to put together game plans and work on team chemistry and all that stuff. And by only giving them three weeks to come together, you are dooming them to, in my opinion, bad seasons because you got chemistry issues and all this stuff. And I I'm more concerned about those teams than I am the NBA veterans who should get their shit together and be able to play. In my opinion, go ahead, Eric. Eric? No, we can let Dave go or somebody. We know we know how I feel about this. We All can right. let somebody else talk for a minute. Fair enough. Dave, what do you got? Eric's like, I need to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Before I blow a fucking gasket, I need to breathe. All right. So, look, I, I am all for them starting the season when they, uh, like, right around Christmas, like they're talking about. Um, look, it, it's a new world we're living in, and you got to adjust. You want to get an 82-game season in, then you got to start soon. 
because they got the Olympics well, coming up this summer. So they want to well, get the games in before the, su- the Summer Olympics start. Dave, if I may, I think the plan is if they restart on December 22nd, I think it would only be a 70-game season. Okay. So yeah. you're still trying to you're still trying to pack in about an 80, 85% to 90% of your games. Even worse. So all right, fine. You're playing less games. You're starting what? It's been almost a month since the NBA season's ended. Just about. Just about. So you're talking so you're talking a three month break. These guys get – they're not – as are they planning on doing the bubble? Because I didn't uh, hear about whether they were planning on No, the I think the whole I, – I didn't hear anything about whether or not they're doing the bubble, but I know they're hoping to get fans in the stands at some point this season. Okay, so they're most likely going to be able to play home games, do some safe traveling since every owner owns their own freaking jet anyway. Like, okay, so what's the problem here? You're not getting stuck in a bubble for, you know, that eight – 10 12 months stress that they had to deal with before so where i don't see where the issue is the biggest issue you're going to see in my opinion is some level of probably a higher level of injuries or like you said they'll say they're injured and buy them two games off in the middle of a week Mm. or something like that so i mean when it's all said and done man i'm sorry i think we're all gonna be on the same page with this one man the hell up play the games I don't have a problem. I personally, we all know Christmas Day is dominated, just dominated by basketball. That's all that's on. So roll with it. Take advantage of the biggest marketing day that you have in the entire year and roll. I, I just, I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. I mean, it, well, it's, it, it's one of the, it's our, it's the least physical sport out there. Outside, like maybe soccer is a little is probably a little less physical. What about baseball? I I, I love baseball, but I would say baseball probably. All right, yeah, I just I, I I forget that sport exists. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's great. That's great. A- what a, anywho, what, but yeah, that's my thought. Let me ask you something though. What about the teams that haven't played in eight months though? That's my thing. They have. They should have a jump on things because if you weren't oh playing gosh. ball over the last eight months, what the hell else were you doing? You make millions of dollars to play a game. Go out and play every day. Most of those teams are young players who haven't hit their free agent contracts yet. Go out and play the damn game of basketball. There's courts all around you. Go play. Work on your game. Work on your jump shot. Work on your ball handling skills. Do some sliding drills. Run some suicides. Like, dude. Nobody's asking you to go ninety, a hundred thousand percent. They're just go out and do it. You can't tell me these guys shouldn't be ready to play ball. I'm sorry, I just refuse to believe that. What about a team like the Knicks with the new head coach and Tom Thibodeau? What about your Bulls with the new head coach? I don't even remember who your new head coach. Oh, Billy Donovan. He's only going to have three weeks to really coach up his team. Mike, it's basketball. Thank you. Put the ball in the hoop. Don't let the other team put the ball in the hoop. You either play man-to-man defense where you switch or you fight through the screen or you occasionally play zone defense, pass the ball, move around, get guys open, shoot the ball. It's not rocket science. We are oversimplifying this just a little bit, in my opinion. No, okay. we're not. We're not oversimplifying Football, this at all. This is, this is stupid. Yeah, look how that's this is turning so, out. Listen, this is so stupid. Get ready to play whenever the, whenever the season starts. 
and then to, to hear about rest days and everything else, when you're only playing a 70-game schedule anyway, so you're already playing a shortened schedule, and now you need to shorten it even more by taking games off? I mean, come on. When does it stop? When do you stop babying these guys who are making millions to play a game? Listen, if they get hurt, they get hurt. They're still getting paid. I don't give a shit at this point. I'm tired of listening to them complain. I don't give a shit. Your wives are 10 times better than ours or all their big. I don't give a shit. Get the fuck on the court. And how do you really feel? Yeah, I'm not saying absurd. I could be a, an NBA head coach or anything, but it is a pretty simple game. And listen, with technology, with everything else you have nowadays, if you're telling me these coaches haven't been in constant contact with their teams, with their players, figuring out what they're doing, what workouts are doing, trying to create some events and maybe, again, social distancing and all, they probably don't want to jam everybody together at one time. I get it. But there are definitely ways to communicate in today's day and age where they can communicate face-to-face without actually having to be in the same room. Not the same. You know? There are ways to make it happen. I don't want to hear about them needing more time or this or that. Like, listen, get ready, play the damn games or don't. And if you don't, we'll move on and root for somebody else. I'm tired of listening to the bullshit athletes out there. Listen, I just want to once again say I am advocating more for the teams that haven't played in eight months than the uh, prissy prissy. They should, like Dave said, they should be more ready. They haven't played. They've done nothing. Get ready. But there hasn't been any sort of organized workouts, though. The idea that, okay, you're doing it on your own as opposed to organized workouts where you can't build team chemistry. Yeah, but Mike. These guys are all friends. They all have courts in their backyard. I'm really sure quick, Mike. They have the opportunity. They can get together and play. Yeah, Artie's gonna pop a fucking blood vessel over there. Eric, all right, hold on, wait, just, Mike. Just to kind of flip what you're saying and tell me what you think of this, okay? So the guys that haven't played in eight months, compared to the guys that'll only have about a three month break, which is basically on average anyway. Season ends in June. They start playing in August and September. Season starts in October. But anyway. Again, I want to point out, I'm not advocating for the veterans who just want to take their rest days. Like, I, honestly, no, LeBron no, I, James I, I, needs to be able to play a 70-game season. I'm sorry. I'm, I, and, I, and I, I'm, I, I know I, what you're trying to say. Yeah. I mean, what, the part of it that I don't agree with. So you're, you're worried about the guys that haven't played in eight months. So let's think about when we're talking the from game 50 to game 70 and the playoff push. Those guys' legs are still going to be fresh. The guys that played three months ago that you're saying should be ready to play, they're going to be exhausted because they're going to play the bubble season, the playoffs, and then a 70-game season all in one calendar year. Well, not really a calendar year, but you get what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, like, on the opposite side of what you're saying, those guys that haven't played in eight months, to me, by the end of the season, should actually have an unfair advantage. I mean, you would think. I just, I've always been an advocate, and I know me and Eric have kind of disagreed on this in the past. I do feel like team chemistry is a big factor here, and that's my whole thing. You can't build that. And what you are you against team chemistry? Hold on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I when never do I said not you think were. Team chemistry never, matters. When do, when do I not say that matters though? So I got, I need you to clarify this argument here. You've always we've had arguments in the past about teams with superstars as opposed to teams that are just predominantly built on team chemistry in the past. 
And I, I'm not going to pretend to pinpoint a conversation here, Eric, because this no, is no, no. we're talking specifically the, about we're the going, NBA. We're yes, going, we're veering, we're making a hard left here onto a very well, no, minor no, no, no. point. I just want to say that. Well, I'm just saying that. Uh, let's clarify that point, though, because we must be talking only about the NBA because that's where stars matter the most. I'm not saying that. No, way we about are talking about the sports. NBA. Yes, yes. So just NBA, t- yes. It's still a star-driven league, and you still need those to win. So a team that's in the basement that was in the basement last year is more than likely like, I'm going to pick a team out of the basement. Let's pick the Washington Wizards. They're probably going to be about the same team this year. Well, <laughs> I, I also, didn't really get any better. To go so, with your point about the superstar player, a lot of that depends on the health of a John Wall. And if he's still going to miss the majority of the season, then yes, I agree with you on that. But I'm also, listen, I to go back to my argument here, the team chemistry and the idea that a new head coach has to be able to coach his players up a little bit. Listen, you can do a lot of things with a Zoom room. I don't think there's a substitute to actually being one-on-one with a person in the flesh as opposed to doing it in a Zoom room. I mean, you want to be honest, Joe Judge had a whole offseason of Zoom rooms, and he didn't really have a training camp with him. Would that have made a difference with the Giants? I don't know, but it wouldn't have hurt. That's all I'm saying. So, listen, at the end of the day, I kind of figured you guys weren't going to go this route on that. I just, I feel how I feel on that one. So, any final thoughts before we move on? I don't respect pretend to know much about basketball. Ooh, sorry, Dave. Uh, I was just saying, Mike, I respect how you feel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't pretend to know much about basketball. I was just watching the best of ridiculousness. It happened to be the episode with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant took a thousand <laughs> shots a day before practice. Before practice. Nobody told him to do it. They said, do you miss it? He goes, no, not one bit. He was retired at the time. It was before, you know, God rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, a thousand shots on his own. So if and I, let me tell you something as a hockey fan, they're not supposed to start till January 1st as a Devils fan. I'm happy it's pushed back because I know right now, young, small Jack Hughes is doing everything he can to get himself prepared for this upcoming NHL season and to try and live up to the expectations that are there for him. So if these players have however much time off and they're just sitting on their ass, eating donuts and getting fat, well, that's their problem. Like Eric said, they make millions of dollars. Get out there and play. I listen, I agree with the sentiment on that wholeheartedly. I just think there is no substitute for some sort of structured workout on that. So with that, I think I'll close out, Eric, unless you have any final thoughts besides shut up and play. Moving on. Okay. Well, where do you guys want to go next here? Where do you guys want to go next here? Dave, you got any place you want to go next? I mean... I'm trying to think what uh, I know. There's one big thing I'm missing right now that happened this week. I feel like there's always one big thing that we wind up missing, and then I go off the air, and five minutes later, it's just like, oh yeah, we should have talked about that. Or when the news breaks an hour after Eric said it was going to happen. Yeah, uh, those are all. Those are always good. Uh, honestly, whatever you guys want to go to, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Well, I want, I, I want to mention, we got the world series game five going on tonight. Eric, I know you said last week you weren't really enthralled you by mean the... game six. You yes. Mean game game six. six. I do mean game six. Correct. Uh, I got to tell yeah, you, can I... we just say, I am really rooting for the Dodgers tonight. I just want to throw that out there. Come on Dodgers. I need you to clinch tonight because I do not want to miss another week of the mass singer. On Fox. I don't want to do it. Did I you say Mass Singer? 
The Mass Singer. I don't know if you guys watch it, but it is a no. fantastic <laughs> show. I'm not even kidding. Jo- Listen, Dave, you laugh. Joey Balls watches it. Our buddy Joey watches it. I know people out there watch it. A lot of people are closet watchers. That's fine. I'm going to be out there loud and proud. The Mass Singer is a really fun show to watch. Um, if you're not watching, you should. It's just it's it's just good fun. And Pipe, I know we've talked about this on TV before. This isn't like Dirty Works. This isn't anything else. This is actually just a good fun show to watch. So I encourage everybody else. But what happens is if they don't win tonight, they play tomorrow for game seven. And then that's going to bump the show for a second straight week. I mean, I didn't get my mass Singer last week. So I'm kind of hoping the Dodgers clinch it up tonight to try and get my mass Singer tomorrow. I mentioned earlier that Eric took one thing and made a very hard left. Forget the hard left. Eric just drove the fucking car right off the road with this. This was not where I was going at all on this. I was going to talk about that game four ending because I'm driving home in the car when that game four ending happened. And I got to tell you, Eric, like you weren't totally wrong about this World Series, but that was a pretty that was a damn exciting ending to a game four game. I wanted to say that with uh, a Rosarena scoring and the Dodgers defense just completely shitting the bed on that one. Did you see that ending? Yeah, no, it was real, I caught the, I'll be honest. I didn't watch it live, but when I did see it, I mean, it was a hell of an ending. Yeah. Yeah. And you turned it into a diatribe. Why the mass singer is a good show. Hey, listen, okay. I'm not turning into anything. What I'm saying is <laughs> it's a three to two series. And I need this game that I need the series to end in game six. I want to say one. I want to say. Listen, one. I hope it's a great game. I hope. I hope it goes down to the ninth inning. But however it shakes out, I just need the Dodgers to take it home. Get me my mass singer. Hey, what did I tell you last week about Clayton Kershaw? Though, what did I say last week about Clayton Kershaw? And what has Clayton Kershaw done in this World Series? Listen, I'm not right all the time. I can I can be wrong sometimes. Yeah. Listen, that's 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 the beauty of it. You know, you get I know. Nobody's right all the time. Mm. So, well, I for one am have. I, I still want the Rays to win. You got me on that one. And thank you. I uh, I still want the Rays to win, but I'm happy that Clayton Kershaw went two and zero in the World Series. What I would love to see, anytime the Dodgers have put him in in relief in the postseason, he winds up shitting a bet on that one. If the Dodgers are going to win this series, I'd love to see Clayton Kershaw do a Randy Johnson in '95 and pitch out of relief in in uh, Game Seven come out of the bullpen, give them like two good innings and the Dodgers win that way. If they have to win, I still want to see the Rays win though. Dave, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I would love for Eric and Joey balls to get back their mass singers. So I'll just say go Dodgers and wrap it up in six. Yeah. I will not be watching the mass singer though. I will say that I, I have not. I'm good on that show. Eric, <laughs> Eric Wido. Can I ask why you wouldn't even give it a chance? Like that's that's the thing is like I just don't. I understand care. If, like you watch it, you see it, you're like ah, not for you know. But the fact that you're like oh, I don't even care. Like you don't even know. You don't even know what it is. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I'm sure. Cool. I listen, if you enjoy it, I salute. More power to you. Great. I just I have I have no desire to watch any of those reality driven TV shows or stuff like that. Like I don't watch Dancing with the Stars and Mass Singer. Let's be honest, it's kind of like Dancing with the Stars. No, it's different. I it's feel like different. it was, it was probably at least partially inspired by that. But the idea is no. we got to put a little bit of a twist on it. No, because that has absolutely nothing to do with dancing. 
No, but it's Absolutely singing. Nothing. No, but it's singing. It's still performing in it some is, way. On it that. is, but it's not always singers. Sometimes it's athletes and movie stars. And like, it's not just like, oh, well, you're listening to somebody. It's not like that. There's, you know, it's well, it's you really are. Good. It's entertaining. You are you're listening, listening to someone listening singing to because sing. you, you're. I, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. You're trying you know, to figure out. You're, you're yeah, trying to guess. Funny. I'm. I'm sorry. Eric. You're trying to guess who's under the mask. You spend the entire time they're singing, trying to figure out who's under the mask. Didn't they make guessing who's under the mask like a large part of it now? And like the and I, I do the know a little bit. You guess the who, judges you guess are who trying the to get the judges are trying to guess. They got polls online. Who do you think this guy is dressed like yeah, a fucking again, giraffe? It's, it, again, it's always just for fun, though. That's the, that's the beauty of this show is there's no grand prize at the end. Mm. There's no million dollar winner. There's no, you know, big to do. It's the winner of the show literally wins a trophy. And that's like, that, that's what the winner gets. Like, that's oh, they get like about the show. It's not about something. Yeah, I'm sure they get everybody paid. Does. Everybody does. But again, how much are they really getting paid? They're not getting paid in millions. Well, you, you look know? at, so, so you not look at some of them. A-list crazy star, you know? You, you got people at- like Drew Carey on there and like, you know, whatever else. It, it, it's just a fun show. It's just something different. Something different to watch, and and something to just bring a little bit of joy. Again, it's songs you know for the most part, songs you've heard. You know, it's it's just music, and music tends to make people happy. So, I just you know, I don't think it's I I don't think there's anything wrong with checking it out. At least giving it a try before you uh, before you dirty works it. Dave, have you have you checked out the Mass Singer at all? No. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna uh, Joe, Joe, Joey's been trying to get me to watch that show. I can't even tell you for how long. <laughs> <laughs> Good show. I just. I. All right, we it, get uh, off this though. Yeah, let's I was gonna the, say. Let's get to I, football this week. We got football talk. What, what, uh, let's talk some matchups this week. That's something we haven't really done much this season. What kind of matchups we got? Let's talk some of the games this week. Get well, some Schmelrose opinion on it. Get, get, get some flavor up on this because he's got a lot of picks to make this week because he's got an extra one from each of us three. So well, it's, it's going to be a heavy week. I say we get into some matchups and at least talk a little bit of football before we get into picks. Well, if I can, if I can go a little bit of a different route here, I've, I've brought up my survivor pool the last couple weeks here. And he just wants to give you a winner. <laughs> hey, listen. First of all, by the time I bring it on here, first it's quite quite. I'm about ninety percent positive where I'm going in the first place. Let's be honest. I feel like it's good entertainment, number one, and there's nothing wrong with a little, you know, healthy debate about where to go. Are here. we get, are we getting a cut of the it's never a debate? That's what I want to know is sports is sports zone sharing in the winning. I get no. by with a little help from my friend. I, I'm going to be honest. If I win, <laughs> if I win this, I am keeping the money. I am keeping the money, sir. But okay, so what is it? We're up to week week eight right now. I've already used a lot of the good teams up, and this week there's like three games that I'm deciding on right now. So I'll say it right now, and this can be my ags aggravation segment for right here. We don't necessarily have to pick all of these. We could pick one of them and we could save a couple more for Schmelrose because he's got to catch up. But I'm going to throw these games out there. The game that I am leaning towards picking is picking the Titans over the Bengals. 
Um, Titans have been doing pretty good. Even that loss against the Steelers last week, I thought they made a pretty good game of it. The 49ers taking on the Seahawks. And the other game I'm thinking of, uh, let's be honest, I think we can all agree Tampa Bay is probably going to run the hell right over the Giants this week on Monday night. Any thoughts on these games, guys? I would go Tampa yeah, on that it, one for sure. What'd you say? It's either going to be Tampa or um, the uh, first game you mentioned. Tennessee. Tennessee's been playing better. They've been playing great. And uh, they've they've really uh, – I was I was wondering how they do this year coming off of their surprising, you know, surprising playoff run last year. And uh, – They've been impressing, and De- um, Derrick Henry's an absolute monster. He yeah. powers that offense, and um, yeah. But you can't go wrong because Tom Brady is absolutely going to, you know, stomp all over the Giants. I don't know. I, it's going to be ugly. I feel like I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Tom Brady was on the waiver wire in one of my fantasy football leagues, so I picked him up the week that Cam Newton went down with the uh, the virus. And let me tell you something. I'm probably starting Tom Brady for the rest of the season because the dude has been on fire basically since I picked him up. It's been insane. Scored like 40 points this week. He had like five touchdowns on Sunday. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Let's be honest, Mike. The only time you're picking the team going up against Brady is if Nick Foles or Eli Manning are quarterback. That's fair. And seeing as how Eli's retired, it's a pretty good chance he never and, and Mike, let me. Let me just say this too: that when you're picking games this year, pretty much as you, you, you can just pick whoever the Giants are, or whoever the Giants are playing against, or whoever the Jets are playing against. Yeah, I mean, I've pick been one or the other. I've been cherry That's picking it. the the Jets matchups pretty good. That does work out, but I already picked Kansas City earlier in the season, so I can't do that this week. But I'm saying so now. This yeah. week you go with Tampa Bay over the Giants. Either yeah. way, you're going to get a winner somewhere. So I mean. <laughs> Honestly, that's the safest play in in all of you know pretty much uh, survivor pool right now. Is mm. just go with whoever the Giants or the Jets are playing. Yeah, it's down to me and six other teams for this week so, uh, for the for this league over here. So, does anybody else do survivor leagues? Nah. I'm in a guillotine fantasy league. It's uh, sort of like the similar premise where uh, you. You have 17 teams to start the season. Every week a team gets eliminated. Their uh, players are reprocessed onto the waiver wire. There's a fab budget, um, so you need to figure it out, you know, how you want to spend your money. Yeah. Uh, guillotine, like huh? that, but It's called the guillotine league. Slice the last guy out, and you just roll on to the last man standing. Yeah, fair enough. All right, where do you guys want to go for you for, for the first pick? Do we want to do – I think we should say to save Tampa Bay and Giants because I feel like one of you guys are going to pick them either for the toilet bowl or uh, the Schmelrose shit show. So we could save that. Do you want to do um, – well, I'll tell you what. For my pick here, we'll go Tennessee and Cincinnati. That'll be my, that'll be my game we pick here. Tennessee. I'm, taking Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. Tennessee and Cincinnati. That's an easy one. Yeah, I'm going to pick Tennessee on that one, too. It's a, it's a clean sweep. I believe in Joe Burrow. And I believe that they will lose this week to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but there it is. if you were to pick it in your uh, fan, survivor pool over the Tampa Giants game, I honestly think you're going to have a little bit more of a nail-biter there than you guys do. 
Um, I think Drew Sample shows up. I think ten- Tennessee's got some weaknesses uh, that teams are starting to learn how to exploit. You saw the Steelers do it early, and then they got away from it. Um, but they're weak against the tight end right now. And uh, I think Burrow's far enough to be able to find his guys when they're open. So I think it's going to be a tighter game than people think, to be honest. Hmm. Is Mixon playing? That's the only way I think it would be a tighter game. I think the emergence of T. Higgins, and I think they're all right with Gio Bernard and uh, splashing some guys been back there. Uh, I, I don't know how long Mixon's out, but I still think it's going to be a lot tighter. You know, I wouldn't – I'd be a lot more comfortable with Tampa over the Giants in a survivor pool than I would. Remember when Gio Bernard was considered, like, an up-and-coming top 10 running back? Like, whatever happened to that? He's been more of a complimentary guy the last couple of years. But I agree with what Fife said about Higgins. Higgins is really good. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so we're all going Tennessee there. Dave, you want to pick the next game? So – I haven't. I don't know if you guys will be cool with this as our pick, but instead of actually picking the winner loser, I wanted to throw the Chiefs Jets game in there and say over under for the Chiefs uh, giving. I believe it's nineteen and a half points right now. So I instead of actually picking who wins, we pick whether the Chiefs win by more by twenty or more or. 19 or less. So you mean pick with the spread? We're still picking it. It's just we're picking that game with the spread. I'm down uh, for it. I like aye, the idea. Aye. I love the I love the enthusiasm of it, Dave, and I am here for it. I'll Word. do it. I'll <laughs> do it. But I gotta be honest. There's a reason I don't gamble football. It's because I suck. So you're saying the, I, so you're saying I, the line though is 19 and a half, Dave, when you looked it up. La- last last I heard, that was what the line was. Yeah. I suck at picking with the spread. I'm horrible with picking with the spread. It's why I, I don't know, gamble but more. Such a big spread, it's fun. I figured it's the biggest spread we've seen, I think, in three years in in the NFL. Like I think you're right on that. Yeah. <sighs> well, you guys go first. You guys go first. Uh I'm I'm taking the 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 Chiefs winning by at least twenty. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. I'm I'm giving the nineteen and a half. I got Jets covering. I think uh, I don't know. I just think they cover. I think whenever my head goes to the Chiefs right away, for some reason that's Vegas's algorithms coming through. Uh, when that happens on a spread like that, I go away from my initial thought. All right, so Dave and Eric are picking the Chiefs to win by over 20, and Schmel Rose is saying the Jets will win by or the Jets will lose by less than that. I want to say the Chiefs would win by more than 20 because it makes sense to me, but that just seems like a really big number. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets wind up scoring a couple garbage down uh, garbage time touchdowns and the Chiefs will win, but they'll win by less than 20. See, we got a split there. Nice. Yep. All right. Do we want to do uh, Eric Tressler's toilet bowl pick of the week? Eric? Eric? Oh, did we lose that? Did we lose Eric again? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. All right. Well, while we figure out what's going on with Eric Schmelrose, what do you got for your shit show? Uh, actually, you know, it's a little less of a shit show than you would expect. 
But I do want to say something before I bring up the shit show. I was watching one of those big sports conglomerates on Thursday night, okay? And they handed out a silver plunger. We know you're listening, okay? <laughs> we see what's going on up there. I'm not going to mention your name, all right? Come here, four contracts, slap them on the table, 150 grand a piece. One year, we'll give you seven days a week, all right? But once we make your ratings go through the roof, that money's going to go up. That's why it's a one-year deal. Let's go. Slap them on the table. Stop taking our stuff. Do we have to split the hundred grand or is it hundred grand? No, 150 a piece. All Come right, on. good. All right, good. You know, I'm giving them a good price to start. It's a, no, it's it's a bargain, man. That is a bargain. We're going bargain. Listen, Barstool strategy is they're going out and they're stealing guys like Deion Sanders. Well, these conglomerates that they're stealing from, they're going to have to go out and find somebody like Barstool. Well, we're better. So money on the table. Stop stealing our stuff. Get your silver plungers, and I hear you talking about dumpster fires every week. All right, we were the we original dumpster fire. That's right. <laughs> we were the original dumpster fire. Goddamn. Four contracts, hundred fifty grand a piece. Slap them on the table. Seven days a week. We'll do a two-hour show. Let's go. All go. right. Otherwise, though, this week's shit show of the week. I kind of like the young quarterback matchup with Herbert and Locke. So it's not as much of a shit show as you would hope. But it's an interesting matchup. Um, and, uh, you know, with Denver, you never really know what's going to happen with the weather. So it could turn into a shit show. But for now, it says it's going to be about 50 and sunny. But uh, so, but in that one, uh, I think I'm going to go and take it's the Chargers over the Broncos. All right. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards the Chargers on that one, too. Drew Locke, I'm going to be honest, right now I'm going to say he's kind of overrated for a guy who really hasn't won that many games and has been hurt a lot over the course of his career. Herbert has been putting on some decent – he's got some decent moments so far this season, and he did beat Jacksonville last week. So I'm going to go with the Chargers on that one. Dave, what do you got? Yeah, you can give me the Chargers as well. All right, so Dave is going to go Chargers. Eric is now back with us. Eric, I don't know if you heard, we're picking the Chargers at the Broncos for Schmel Rose's shit show of the week. Who you got? Oh, I'm so happy to hear that because my uh, my toilet bowl is a different game. Good. So um, I'm going to go with, I think the Chargers are home, right? No, nah, I think Denver. I'm going to go with the no, no, it's it's in Denver. Still, give me Justin Herbert. I think I think that even though it's it's in Denver, I'm still going to take the Chargers. I don't know why. I'm just feeling. All right, all right, my friend. Your toilet bowl. I don't know if you heard what Schmelrose said. Schmelrose, you want to say what you said again, uh, so Eric can hear you. Uh, quick recap. I, I was watching one of the big sports conglomerates this, this Thursday, this past Thursday night football game, watching them hand out silver plungers and talk about dumpster fires. I told them to come here, stop taking our stuff, put four contracts on the table, $150,000 a piece. We'll give them a two-hour show, six, seven days a week, you know. And uh, once the ratings go up after that one-year contract's up, they could pay us or somebody else will. But yeah, money no, will be I'm on the table. For it. I'm stop here. taking our I'm material here. and put the money on the table. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm here. That's what I want. Absolutely. But I'm telling you, there's been somebody listening to us for years. There, there definitely has been. 
We seem yeah. to speak things into fruition here. We, we we tend to we tend to get things right on this show somehow. We do know way. what we're talking about most of the time. And the other I mean, times, even Fife thrown out of Las Vegas. I mean, it's a, there's a lot. Of, we go way back with a lot of things. Mm. I, and and you know, I also did think Archie three would be better than Cam Newton. <laughs> Listen, we, well, you know, there's some hits and some misses, you know. I mean, you know, it happens. Yeah, but, uh, I, mean, I, I, it's, I feel like I should bring up Eric's reaction to the Mets trading R.A. Dickey. Remember that? I do uh, not remember my reaction to it's that. It's still on YouTube. Head. I know it's still on YouTube. Yeah, you got that one wrong. Say that. But anyway, go ahead, Eric. <laughs> it happens. Listen, what I'm not going to get wrong is the absolute dump we're about to take in this toilet bowl uh this is the eagles and the cowboys what a crap fest this game is two of the shittiest teams in the shittiest division in all football who you got well you started off brother i'm gonna go with the eagles i don't want to say it but i guess all they got to do is win those division games and starts here so i'm gonna pick them eagles fly right over the toilet bowl yeah, right. Well, we all know who I'm picking. I, I don't I, I do. I really need to say who I'm picking here. Yeah, yeah. You do. I, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not picking the Cowboys here. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a clean sweep because I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. OK. Schmal Rose. Yeah, I think I was a little more torn between Cincinnati and Tennessee. Uh, definitely going to take the Eagles on this one. All right. So now we're doing three games just for Fife, uh, just for Schmelrose here. So, yeah. All right. Freudian slip. All right. I'll, I'll pick the first game, and then you guys can each pick one for him. I'm going to give Mr. Schmelrose. Why don't you go ahead and pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Giants? Give me Tampa Bay. Thank no you for the kidding. easy win, Michael. No oh, kidding. that's a layup. What kind of, what kind of layup is that? It's lock it in. It's in. Lock it in. Woo! Just pick it's a fucking. In. That's a just gift. Pick, just yeah, pick a yeah, fucking Mike, game. A gift. Just pick a goddamn game. I'm gonna give him one that's a little harder to pick. Yeah, I'm, gonna give him the 49, I'm gonna give him the 49ers at Seattle. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to pick. Yeah, I'm picking Russell on the bounce back, and uh, Seattle will take the win. All right. Dave. Yeah, Mike, you got you had to challenge him better than that, man. There's a couple games on here you could have went with. I swore we said we were giving him that game to begin with. Ah, you were too nice to him. Oh. Uh, so uh, how about this one for you, Fife? Uh, Steelers at Ravens. Uh, that one is also for me. I think the Steelers have the best defense in the NFL right now, and I think the Steelers win that game. All right. I'm That's just, the only yo, one. I think he's going to lose that in three. I'm with the Ravens. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, Ant I would pick. Fine. I would pick the Ravens on that one too. Interesting stat I heard with between the Tennessee and Steelers game this week. Uh, it's the fifth time in NFL history two undefeated teams played in Week Seven. The four previous winners, a uh, Week Seven or later, the four previous winners of those games went on to play in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Interesting. Oh boy, the NFL is going to be pissed if Tennessee makes the Super Bowl. That's such a small. No, he mark. said the winner. The didn't didn't. Oh uh, yeah, he did say winner. He did say winner. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. What what do you what do you mean they'd be pissed if they won just because it's of ratings? Small, it's such a small market. 
Pittsburgh at least has a long history in the league. I think it depends on the narrative going into the Super Bowl, though. Like, I'm not taking away from what you're saying there. But I think if Tennessee is able to capture, like, hearts and minds of people going a really good run, Derrick Henry keeps freaking just mowing over everybody, I think people would go to that matchup. I also think it, it, it would depend on who's, who they're playing in the NFC on that. Don't underestimate Nashville either. Those, those, those for at least as a hockey guy, I mean the Predators fans. When the Predators are in, they show out. Yeah, and it would be interesting. Just I will to say, I think part of the reason that they show out though is I don't know if you've ever been there, but where that Predators arena is, it's like right on the downtown strip. I mean, you walk out of that place and you can pretty much walk right right into Broadway and hit all the bars at night and everything. I bet you everybody's all tuned up before they go into the game and tuned up when they're coming out of the game. It's just, it's a good time. It's a good time. Really, if you ever get a chance to go down and check a game out down there, I would recommend it. I haven't had a chance to actually go in the arena yet and see a game, but I would if I ever had the opportunity. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I would definitely go check that out. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Tennessee's not a play. Tennessee is not exactly a place that is on my bucket list in terms of places to visit. Not oh, biggest. man, I From almost Broadway. went to Nashville this summer before all this stuff. I was going to camp a couple hours away from it. I go down and visit my brother on the way down. I had this road camping road trip planned out for myself. And then uh, some other things happened. I wasn't able to do it. Mm. Fair enough. All right, so I think that's going to be our picks for this week. I'll tell you what, seeing as how Eric already brought up something television-wise, I want to bring up something TV-wise. I have not had a chance to finish watching this show. but It better you guys... not be The Wire. No, shut up. <laughs> just, just... Man. Y'all are missing Wire. out. I got, to, I got to listen to you talk about freaking Mass Singer and Turdy Works. Yeah, I'm a horrible person for bringing up a good show. Yeah, okay. All right, thanks, Eric. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I was going to say, all right, there is a animated series. We're all, you know, in the, the comic book, TV, and movie realm. We all like watching that stuff. The Harley Quinn animated series. It started off on the DC Universe app. It moved to HBO Max when HBO Max became a thing a few months ago. I got to tell you something. If you guys ever get a chance to check this show out, it's animated. It's very funny. I have not had a chance to really sit down and watch the second season, but the first season is so goddamn good. I got to tell you, there wasn't a dull moment for me in that. It's got a great voice cast. Uh, the the, the I, Kaylee Kaluko, Kayuko, my mom knows how to pronounce the last name. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. The girl from the Big Bang Theory, she's the voice of Harley Quinn. And there's a bunch of other really good voice actors on that show. And it's just really funny. And I recommend if you guys want to see a really good show, Eric, if you could pry yourself away from the stuff you like to watch, check out Harley Quinn, the animated series. It's worth it. I will check it out, but not until I get HBO Max. And I'm not getting HBO Max until the Snyder, uh, until the Snyder Cut comes out. Oh, so. that's, that's, I get that. That makes sense. So, well, that, that'll be a future watch. But, yeah, no, I have heard good things about it. But and no, when you get it, it and when until... you get it, guess what? You can watch The Wire. See what I did there? You see what I did there? I see what you did there. But, see, if, if you're talking to me, well, I want to get let Dave get in here, too. But if, uh, just to throw it out there, 
the cartoon that would get me excited right now is a cartoon that they just re- uh, announced was was coming back. I think Hulu might have picked it up. The Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Hell I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen it, but like you know, the, uh, the Animaniacs <laughs> were funny back in the day. I love the Animaniacs. It's I got a kick out of them. I don't know what you guys think. I love the Animaniacs, man. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys saw Eric. You had to have seen the teaser trailers they've done, right? The first one that was the Jurassic Park parody. Yeah, I've, I've oh, seen a couple God. other things they've done. That Animaniacs, I was like 10 years old when that show came out. That was one of my favorites. We, me and my mother were just talking about it a little while ago. I had never seen Goodfellas up until that point. And Dave Schmelrose, I don't know if you've watched it. One of the segments on there were the, gu- were the, gu- um, the Good Feathers. Three pigeons. It's a parody of Goodfellas. They have a god pigeon. It's hysterical. Eric, the one thing I've been disappointed by by these teaser trailers, I have not seen any good feathers in this. If they don't bring the good feathers back, I'm going to be very disappointed. Never know though. Yeah. Uh, they might, but they might give you other characters you grow to love though. Who knows? But I think it got two seasons on. I think it's Hulu. No, it so is Hulu. It is that, Hulu. That, yeah, that got that got me. I was like, oh, that's some nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to come back around Thanksgiving, I believe, is what I saw. Dave, it you- just goes to show you, though, and I got to say, not to not to rain on the parade here, but Hollywood is so out of ideas. They uh, are agree. bringing well, everything back. They they're bringing back Chippendale Rescue Rangers. They're bringing back. Um, they brought back Ducktales. They brought back. You know, they're bringing, I, they're bringing back all sorts of all sorts of, of shows. Favorite. Yeah, I couldn't get into that newer one. Like the animation, I don't know what they did. Like I know animation is so far advanced from the '90s when that show came out. I loved the original animation and the new show. The animation that they had for that, I just, I it just didn't sit with me right. I just couldn't get into that. I heard the last episode they did though. I think it was like a full episode, almost like on Darkwing Duck. It had like Darkwing Duck in it. So, I mean, like, they're trying to literally bring back everything from back in our childhood. So, I mean, it's just, it's that time that Hollywood's just recycling that stuff again. So, they are so out of ideas. New uh, ideas. I, I, I can't disagree with you on that. If you watch the shows like The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, and uh, there's another one that goes along with it. Uh, the movies that made for us. For decades. Yeah. There's the yeah. movies that made us, the toys that made us. This has all been recycled since the 50s. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only one of those that I watched, I saw the movies that made us. I, I had to watch the episode on Ghostbusters because Bo- Ghostbusters is like my favorite movie of all time. I loved that episode. That was really well done, I thought. Yeah, Dave, you want to chime in? Dave. Oh, Dave. Dave left. Oh, I didn't even know Dave left. All right. Oh, but, man, five, yeah, didn't even say goodbye. He's been doing that lately. Been doing that lately. My feelings breaks, are a little hurt. Breaks, breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he had a good reason. No. Uh, what were the ep- other episodes of the movies that made us on there? There were three others, if I'm not mistaken, right? There was only four on that, right? I don't remember. I just remember um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There you go. Uh, the toys that made us one was the one that got me hooked and made me watch just about everyone. There were a couple that like, you know, I was actually personally never into star Trek or star Wars. So I think I skipped over those, but I may go back to watch for the history part of it. Uh, star Trek. I, I wasn't a big Trekkie, but star Trek Two: wrath of Khan is one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. I love that movie. Still, still as good. Today Give me as star Wars any day. 
Take Star Wars over Star Trek every time. I just never was a sci-fi guy. But you mentioned Animaniacs. I wanted to make an announcement on the show. I am having a baby boy. Hey! It's an exciting time to see something like Animaniacs coming back. Absolutely. To go off subject for a second, to go back to something Eric said, Mandalorian Season 2 comes out this week. It does. Baby Yoda, I mean... Everybody can get behind Baby Yoda. Absolutely. But congratulations on your baby boy there, uh, Schmelrose. Thank you baby very much, Schmelrose and baby, baby, uh, baby Yoda. Baby when, are you, when are you guys do? Uh, early March. Early March? Yeah, hey, my mom's saying congratulations in the chat. And thank, you. T- I, thank you, I, Mrs. Aguilera. Yep. Uh, close enough. Um, I, I give it a go every time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the pronunciation at a later date. That's close enough, though. That's close. Um, cousin David. That's why I always say it with a question mark. <laughs> cousin David, I, I guess, couldn't be with us tonight, but I will say uh, his brother is uh, his brother and his lovely wife. They're having a baby uh, sometime around Thanksgiving, actually. So I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to be an uncle. There you go. Hey, yeah. congrats yeah. all around. We never brought this up. That's it would have been nice to bring it up. with sports doing love going all around. Yeah. yeah. But the first member of the sports own family to actually be a father himself. So congratulations there, uh, Shmel Rose. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you don't mind, I'd like to give a little plug to a friend of mine. Um, his, we call Grant him Gramps. Jamie. We call him Gramps. Uh, we do a show. He does a show with my sometimes friend, sometimes arch enemy, this guy called Fife. Um, <laughs> and they have a special guest, uh, you know, Gramps and, and the special guest, Eric, uh, he's one of your hosts here on Sports Zone. We bring him in on Sundays, you know, and uh, it's on Facebook. You look up Gramps Gaming. Uh, this week, we were able to give you one of the three of us was able to give you the insight, which I don't think a lot of shows did, to start Justin Herbert over Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, and he got you an extra eight points, and I'm not sure too many people said that, and also put together a 190-point daily fantasy roster for you this week. So um, that could have won you a couple thousand dollars. So it's a great show to tune in on. Look up Gramps Gaming on Facebook. Sundays we come on around noon whenever we figure out our technical difficulties. We wrap. It's a little different than this. You know, you guys have your debates and things of that nature. Uh, We focus more on uh, questions about sit, sit, start from our our listeners. And uh, we try and rapid fire off some answers um, back and forth. Well, I'll tell you this. I didn't get to catch the show this weekend, uh, but um, while I was having a mild heart attack over the state of my car, I actually put, I was waiting to hear what was going on with my car and I actually had Facebook up. So I caught like the last two seconds of your show when you guys were giving a shout out to sports zone. So I actually did see a minute of that. I was busy having a heart attack over the state of my car. So that wasn't a fun day, but I did catch it. It looked very good. Yeah, I think Eric has fun on it, too. I mean, maybe he could tell you a little about, bit about it as well. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. Oh, no, I have, a, I have a great time every week. I appreciate being able to get on with you guys. And it's fun. Like you said, rapid-fire questions, which is different than this show, but a good different because that's what it's about. It's a fantasy football leading up to the games. Who are you going to get in? Who are you not? And, you know, so far, we've I feel like we've given people some pretty good insight some ways or others. You know, listen, this week you were, you were right on Herbert over Wilson, although – both put up monster points, so I don't think you really could have went wrong with either. Although 
Herbert did get you more, and you were 100% right on that. We gave good advice, I think, on uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus uh, Kenyon Drake. I think we gave good advice on on, on a couple different routes, and uh, it's just fun to do. And it, like you said, it's a little different for them, um, you know, but it, it, it's enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely something to hopefully you could check out. Fantasy hopefully Football Fallacies brought to you by Gramps Gaming. There you go. There you go. All right. I tell you what, I think that's going to do it for us here this week, but definitely check that out. So, and check uh, us out on Apple, Paul, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor. Um, tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Yeah. I mean, anywhere you get a podcast, pretty much. I mean, the only thing is, I don't know if we're on Amazon yet, but we'll probably be there eventually. So, check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Sports Zone. Type it in. Boom. <laughs> there you go. All right. And with that, Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this week. I'm going to do final thoughts here. Thank you to Dave Hastings for joining us as well. Eric Tressler, final thoughts? Stay sweaty. Stay sweaty, my friend. Yes. Larry Schmelrose. Thank you, as always, for having me, fellas. Woo! 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 And I am Mike Aglia-Laurel. Once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, in the chat. And we will see you all next week. <laughs>